Hello and cowabunga. Welcome to the Fellowship of the Stream podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm Jesse. Radical, man. I'm Ryan. (laughs) And today we're talking about the 1990s classic film, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my choice today. It follows four brothers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who are being trained by uh, their master sensei, Splinter, who is a talking rat, and their battle to save him against the evil Foot Clan. Um, So I picked this. I mean, I don't know if I even need to give a reason why I picked this. If you were born between the years of 1986 and 1995, I think this movie was a touchstone of your childhood. Um, So I was definitely interested to revisit it. I think it was actually inspired last week when we were talking about some Kung Fu movies and randomly came up and that caused us to pick it. Um, Last week we watched Enter the Dragon and this had some weird similarities to that movie. Um, So it was interesting revisiting this. I thought that like, Parts of it hold up really well. I think the tone of it holds up pretty well and like the feel, but maybe the story itself isn't the most engaging. Um, So I'm (laughs) interested to see what your guys' thoughts on that are. And you kind of nailed it. My favorite part was the feel uh, kind of, and we'll get more into it as we go on. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, it, it took me back and I actually debated renting this versus buying it. And I thought, yeah. I'm definitely going to want to watch this again. <laughs> but after watching it, I'm not so sure I'm going to want to watch it for a while. Um, it checked the box and it was nostalgic for sure. But this is my first time watching it where I thought, well, nothing really happened in that movie. <laughs> or... <laughs> or Gee, that was thin and that was pretty flawed. And I wrote down a lot of, you know, I nitpicked it a lot more than I thought I would have. Yeah, there's some funky things going on with the story. Um, And Danny, I'm coming after you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we should we just dive dive into it for moment one? Sure. But I think by the end of the movie, it's Dan now. Dan? He goes by Dan by the end of the movie. Anyway, (laughs) we'll get there. He, he changes a lot. <laughs> he was certainly a character I did not remember was in the movie. <laughs> uh, yes, please take us. I remember wondering for a large part of my childhood whether his name was Danny or Denny. So, <laughs> Andrew, take us away. All right. So the movie opens up on the crime-ridden streets of New York City. And reporter April O'Neill is on the TV. She's telling us about all this crime. We see glimpses of the Foot Clan and a so-called silent crime wave. This intro is so good. From, it's real solid. From the music to the cuts of the pickpocketers and all the streets. And we just see Shredder's hand. Mm. Uh, everything They're taking everything from skateboards to stereo systems. And then you said it. That April. was pretty funny when they were like, the TV was just popped out of place, like whoop. And like the, tr- <laughs> the truck was empty. It was like so cartoonish. I was like, that's hysterical. And it really it definitely captures that hot New York City vibe. Like this and like Spider-Man are two movies I can think of that really catch that New York fever. Uh yeah, nothing screams New York like the interior of that clan hideout. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to talk about the clan hideout some more. Um, okay, but then but then we follow April, who stumbles into a crime scene, gets mugged, and eventually is shaved, saved by a figure in the shadows, who we later find out is Raphael. And the figure accidentally leaves their sigh at the crime scene. And I would like to also comment by this point, April was spot on. Everything about her, her yellow coat, her hair. I'm pretty certain everything was right about her from the cartoon. She was amazing. Yeah, she was perfect. You know what I love about April O'Neil? What? She has a great name. (laughs) Great name. For a reporter or That sounds... Um... For a comic book character. That mm. sounds right. Maybe a comic book character reporter. It sounds right like Lois Lane and April O'Neil on the beat. Like, like yeah, I'm in. It's all about the alliteration. I'm worth it. Uh, I'm with it. April O'Neil. Now, there, I know... I there's no alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's similar. Like the same sound starting. It's similar. Listen, um, don't don't nail him to this one, Jesse. Oh no, I stand behind the alliteration. <laughs> April O'Neil. <laughs> um, now I know that in the recent remakes of the Turtles, they've had um, Megan Fox play April O'Neil. Do you feel like there'd be any other actresses who would be good to be in a modern day Turtles movie? I feel like any other actress would be better. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking. I, mean, I, I kept thinking. I haven't seen. I know that. I know that she's a bit above this type of movie, but I kept thinking that that lady was a dead-on '90s version of Jessica Jessica Chastain. Sure. There's a yeah. That's an obvious yeah. parallel. Um, yeah, that's a good Jessica Chastain. She's like also too much of like a drama actress. You know, you need somebody there who can like ham it up a bit. Mm. She could I mean, play it well though, because I think I think. Uh, the actor or the, the actress who played April O'Neil was great in the role. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, did you say that um, you haven't seen the newer Turtles movies? I have not. Okay. No. Andrew, have you? Um, yes, I've seen both of them. Okay. We'll talk about them later, probably. Absolutely. What about Amy Adams? Yeah, I mean, she already played Lois Lane. She'd be, she'd be brought Oh, Solo. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah, she could do it. She's got that kind of uh comedy vein in her. Yeah, she's in Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was good in those Muppet movies. Um, okay, but let's get back to the turtles. So <laughs> the then we head down to the sewers where we get hot green titles as we wind through the dingy sewers. And we're introduced to the other three turtles, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello, who are stoked for some pizza. And this is why I bought this movie. <laughs> Every detail so far down to the music in the sewer is, is just absolute history. This is for the same reason that before this episode aired, Andrew <laughs> brought out his own little piece of history. Oh, yes. I have the um, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS unopened from 1990. 
the greatest year in the history of cinema. <laughs> Worth uh, at least $12 right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this back cover is just, this image is just incredible. <laughs> four turtles together peeking out of a sewer. I wrote, I, I was curious if they redid this now, who do you think should voice some of the four turtles? Wow. Oh, good question. Raphael was so New York Italian, like, hey, what are you doing over here? Yeah, he was basically Rocky. <laughs> he was Rocky. He was basically Rocky, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you. Th- there's a lot of competitors for Donatello. It could be anyone from Tom Holland to McLovin, Christopher Mintz-Plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a McLovin Donatello. Michelangelo. Michelangelo could be a lot of people. I could actually see um, Casey Neistat as Michelangelo. You need that sort of like surfer vibe. Who's that? I don't know who that is. He's a famous uh, YouTube celebrity. I don't really know how to what box to put him in. Okay. He makes interesting videos, but he's kind of like an adventure guy. What about Chris Pratt? Hmm. He could certainly be a turtle. Great turtle. He could definitely be a turtle. <laughs> he could be Raph. He could definitely be Raph. Now, wait, uh, no, I was Michelangelo, thinking, I would think. He'd, he'd be more Michelangelo. Yeah, Raphael has Leonardo. Leonardo. He'd be Leonardo. I think he's Leonardo. All right, I've got one <laughs> uh, One submission for Michelangelo. Leonardo is blue. <laughs> yeah, he's a leader. Yeah, he's a natural leader. Uh, so, who's, who's the actor from Workaholics? Adam. Oh, Adam Devine. Divine. He would be a great turtle. Yeah, he'd be he good. Could be, he could be any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could just have all three of them, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of good options. And I'm just curious for you guys, who's your who's your favorite turtle? My favorite has always been Donatello. Mm. Wow. You know, my favorite's always been Donatello, but I think that Donatello isn't fully Donatelloized in this movie. That's what I was going to say. One of the the problems I had is that outside of Raphael, like Michelangelo and Donatello are almost like the exact same character. Mm, Like there's not, they don't act very differently in this movie. And like, it would be nice to have a little differentiation between the turtles. Yes. Donatello. Usually he's like the brains of the operation and like, he does does a little bit. He helps fix that truck, but really his whole storyline of this movie is that in the beginning, his catchphrase gets shut down. I think he tries to pull Bossa out. Bossa Nova. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was, gonna, movie, I was considering saying that as my opening line. So if we're talking, if we're talking cartoon, see, that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. In the cartoon, I like yeah. Raphael more and I liked Raphael even when I was a kid in the movie, but as an adult, I really don't like it. Raphael in the movie. He's a little too aggro in this movie. He's very moody. Man, I'll say it now. In uh, the the use of the word damn in this movie, there's like three notable examples where he just screams the word damn. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just so bad. And, (laughs) And thus... <laughs> I uh, I have to pass on Raphael, so I don't know. Maybe I'll hop on uh, the Michelangelo bandwagon for now. Michelangelo had some really good passion for pizza in this movie. 
And, and that's where I can relate. Leonardo's <laughs> too obvious, so I'll go Michelangelo for his pizza, pizza can I, prowess. Can I, can I start with the first question I've wrote in my notes? Absolutely. Please. Has has any movie ever made pizza look and sound better? <laughs> yes. And I'll throw it back at you though. And at the same time, worse, the moldy pizza later on. Mm. But what but what movie has ever made you want pizza as much as this one? How about Home Alone? Mm. That's a good Does that's a eat good point. Pizza and I think it's Home Alone too. Mac and cheese and ice cream. I think it's Home Alone too. I can, I can distinctly remember some delicious pizza in Home Alone. Okay, um, so you're going Home Alone. Uh, I don't know. This is really good, dude. My, my, Michelangelo ordering that pizza always makes me hungry. That was my like fourth note. I want to order pizza immediately. Pizza is more, it's not just set dressing in this movie. It's like a way of life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Imagine eating a pizza handed off vertically through a sewer. Drain. <laughs> that was great. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, all right. So let's, let's keep moving a little bit. So we get introduced to Master Splinter who warns the turtles that they must stay in the shadows and that one day he may be gone. Maybe a little foreshadowing. Ooh. <laughs> um, then he wants the turtles to meditate, but instead they start dancing. Then we get our iconic scene where the turtles get a pizza delivered through the sewer grate at the address 122 and 1-8. Um, and I just wanted to ask a quick uh question to you guys do you think that jk rowling was inspired by 122 <laughs> in the harry potter books yes she must have been where else could it possibly have come from i texted her before this episode so <laughs> i think she owes it all i think she owes her whole career to the turtles um <laughs> okay so they get the pizza passed down through the sewer grate and they get a nice discount because it's late <laughs> <laughs> The turtles chow down on Za, and Splinter gets a pizza on his head. <laughs> so then <laughs> Raph decides to go to the movies because for some reason they think that's safe, him just being <laughs> <in the church. laughs> um, And Raph sees a woman getting mugs, stops the mugger. Then he fights Casey Jones, um, and Casey Jones knocks Raph into a garbage can and runs away. And calls him a freak. Yes. And Casey Jones, I was surprised by what a huge role he played in this movie. Um, Obviously, he's a great sort of um, helper of the Turtles. Do we think he should have been in the first Ninja Turtles movie? I do. I think he was a pretty important side character. It's a fair question, right? Because if you imagine a movie with just April O'Neil, that's the core, right? But... Mm -hmm. He's a good side character, I think. Yeah, it's like, I lo- I really like Casey Jones, and I think he's pretty solid in the movie, but I do wonder, should they have made a movie that really focused on the Turtles and given them more screen time before introducing him in another one? But we'll never know. Yes, I think so. I think, I think he was unnecessary. I think, first of all, what do you guys think about the strategy of, go, of going at it with two bats, two baseball bats? <laughs> I've never seen that one before. It doesn't like seem very cr- and a cricket paddle. Yeah, and a cricket paddle. Like, he just loves sporting goods. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, he really does. Um, His eyes lit up when he saw the golf club. Yeah, it lit up. And honestly, like we'll get there later, but 
I don't think a driver to the face would hurt like like some of the new drivers nowadays are like hollow and plastic <laughs> compared to like a baseball bat. Get out of here. Well, okay. It would hurt a lot. Relative. I don't know if it would be a one-shot knockout. I don't think it would be a one-shot knockout. Okay, a golf club wouldn't propel you off the floor, but it would hurt <laughs> a lot. But golf clubs nowadays are so light. It would like, still like, kill. Uh, okay, well, there's only one way to find this out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say I wasn't crazy about Casey Jones in this movie. I thought mm. he did have a lot of lines, but I thought he was like... I don't think they nailed it with him. He, I, I wanted him to be a little bit more fun and lovable as opposed to like, kind of like, kind of had like deadbeat vibes to him. <laughs> kind of just like, like, what's the deal with this guy? Uh, I wasn't sold on him completely. He, he was the problematic drunk uncle. Yeah. <laughs> he just had long hair. That was like the most chill thing about him. What if they used him less? Yeah, I'd be... Less screen time, more mask time. He was, <laughs> he was best with that the hockey mask. Yeah, he didn't wear the mask right. much after the beginning. No, I thought that was like his go-to, like cool thing. Mm-hmm. So Raph gets back to the sewers after his little beatdown, and Splinter tells Raphael he needs to channel his anger. Then we go back to April, who heads to her boss's house, where his <laughs> son Dandy is up to no good and steals some money from her pocketbook or wallet um i was so confused by the the dynamic between her and her boss and why she was at <laughs> his house that it took me a long time like for a long part of the movie i thought they were like in some sort of relationship just because she was at his house not like the office and why did he bring his kid to her apartment to like tell her that she's like off the case yeah, there were a lot of things that I didn't like about the boss. Just gave me a really uncomfortable feeling. Uh, a little bit like he, he had a real Me Too vibe coming off of him. <laughs> um, and then we saw, as part of these cuts, the turtles were just absolutely in love with April as well. And I'm mm. wondering who wasn't. <laughs> Children across America certainly were. were. I, I honestly I still wonder, am. Yeah. I honestly wonder if Casey Jones's inclusion to this film was like to sidestep any awkward like romantic advances by the turtles. <laughs> was April O'Neil was she the actress ever in anything after this? I don't recognize her. Judith Hogue. Anything else? What? Judith Hogue. Yeah, was Judith Hogue in anything after this? I mean, she acted for a while, like a- anything know, popping up on like every single TV show in the '90s. But this was probably the pinnacle of her career. I was going to say, I would, I could see her like digging in as a regular character on a TV show for like eight years on cable or something. Yeah. She, she guests spotted on like tons and tons of shows, like, you know, the X-Files, Melrose Place, all of that. Um, But strangely enough, I don't think she was in the sequel to the Ninja Turtles. Really? She was not. (laughs) What happened there? Well, the thing is, I think maybe, and, you know, I'm reading way, way into this. I have no idea why she wasn't in the sequel. Um, But she was kind of the main character of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. There might have been some contract issues or, like, maybe she felt like her role wasn't big enough in the sequel. Secret of the Ooze. Um, But, yeah, she she got replaced 
by Paige Turco. <laughs> As oh. a colonial? Yeah. Wow. So they should have just replaced her. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's bold. Um, so yeah, then then we jump back to April, who is yelling at the chief of police for not stopping the foot clan. Very pushy <laughs> reporter. <laughs> um the turtles are watching April on TV, thinking she's a babe. Shredder is also watching on TV and orders his men to silence her. <laughs> April is literally like the talk of the town in this movie. Everyone's watching her on TV. Everyone's got a hot take on April. Well, why does the, the police chief care so much about what she's saying and stuff? Like So much. Well, that, this, that was my point. Who isn't enamored with this woman? <laughs> all of new york city she she's uh she and she's got the kind of name jesse i think she could even ditch the o'neill she could just be april like how many other like big time aprils do you know that's about it she could be a one name type of person in that town in new york the only other april i know is from parks and recs oh, fair. Uh, all right April but I would still give it to April O'Neil. Legendary. Um, okay, so then, yeah, the police chief is getting so angered by April that he has, like, a sidebar with her in his office mm-hmm. where he yells at her some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she leaves, and we see that Roth is watching her is in his trench coat because no one can tell that it's a giant turtle when he's wearing that trench coat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a good, a good thing he stalked no her. Yeah, good thing. Good thing he's given her some protection, because then <laughs> she goes to the subway, <laughs> and this might be the funniest part of the whole movie, where basically the Foot Clan sneaks up behind her. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> they stick out their hand, tell her to shut it, and slap her across the face. <laughs> this guy ain't even worthy of the Jar Jar. Oh my gosh. Such an unusual that, approach. Dude, that was straight out of Dave Chappelle. When <laughs> five fingers say to the face. Slap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part didn't feel like it belonged in a, a mostly serious movie. But this mo- movie was, I would also argue, not mostly serious. It was like no. gritty in some interesting ways. Yeah. But they had a lot of jokes. Um, a lot of jokes about pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, but then April's not backing down after the slap, and she gets like thrown to the floor, and the Foot Clan starts closing in on her. And Raphael shows up, fights them off, grabs her, and they flee into the subway tracks and run away. But they lead. He leads the Foot Clan back to their hideout as they sneakily watch him because they really do do a good job covering their tracks. It's a pretty hasty play, a hasty getaway, bringing her right back to their secret hideout. <laughs> he shouldn't have dropped all those breadcrumbs. <laughs> he might as well have. Um, so yeah, April wakes up inside the turtles' hideout and screams as she sees these massive turtles and a big rat around her. And Splinter goes into their origin story, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, and I'd like to just go back one second. I think her reaction in this scene was pretty good. Do you mm-hmm. guys agree? Yeah, I was entertained by it. <laughs> it felt spot on. I thought so. Also, and I, I think... Go ahead. Go on. 
Okay. At this point in time, I had written down for my sequels and spinoffs. I want to see how uh, Yoshi and his pet rat came to be in a relationship. And I was like, oh my God, they're answering it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. They get, they get some mileage out of this origin story. They really, they really hide some elements of it that seem pretty obvious to us. Maybe they wouldn't if we're not, if we weren't all familiar with the turtles going into this, but they really milk that story for a while. And (laughs) the last thing I was going to say is I think that this was along the lines of one of the early episodes, like one of the first couple episodes, they uh, bring her into their little hideout in the sewers. Yeah. I I mean, I think this is really like a well done origin story where they have the elements of the origin, but they're not like hung up on it. Like it's, we're not like watching the turtles grow up and train to become the turtles. Yeah, though I would like to see them all in elementary school and then uh, learning how to drive. And then I guess, no, I don't know. Do they, what, what, what do you what, think? Which age are they? Which teenage are they? Are That's they 17? 15? 15. 15. 15 sounds about right. I think they said 15. Right. Yeah. Wait, also, what? Because I think uh, Splinter starts with 15 years ago, I found these baby turtles. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of using the live action real turtles as the very baby forms of the turtles? Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> that was, it pretty was so funny. And then, they, and then they grew up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then they went to like claymation and then they grew up more. Yeah. Like, it was three totally different styles. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing a bunch of turtles and that just like, long green ooze just standing there was hilarious Um, yeah so basically basically the story is splinter was a kung fu trained immigrant in the store sewers of new york city until one day he meets the baby turtles in some ooze (laughs) and they all start to grow big and start to talk and their first word was pizza (laughs) Radical, 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 radical. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Pizza, pizza. Maybe the best first word of a newborn ever. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. Um, okay, so the turtles take April back to her apartment, which is above an antique store, and they all chow down on some pizza and do Rocky impressions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, real quick, sorry yes. to interrupt. Uh, you mentioned the potentially problematic relationship if Casey Jones weren't in the movie. To this point, did April have feelings for Raphael? I think she loved the turtles deeply as a friend. But, but they had this amazing moment after this first interaction where they have their first night together and they're all like, she loved us. And then it's like this great 90s thing where she like leads back she leans back on the door and like takes like a deep sigh, like, ah, what great guys. <laughs> um, yeah, there was definitely some feelings there, but they don't really lean into it romantically. Like clearly the turtles all find her attractive and clearly she likes them, specifically Raphael, but I they don't really ever say there's anything romantic and they just avoid that completely. Like why even bring that up if you're just going to avoid it completely? Like, why have Raphael 
it's like swoon over her and be like, oh, she's the best. I'm in love with her. Right. If like the nothing at all happens with that storyline. Well, and he didn't even see it. So you're right, because I was kind of thinking by the end of it, once she made the turn, spoiler, to start falling for our boy Casey, unmasked Casey Jones. <laughs> uh, unmasked apple chomping Casey Jones. <laughs> I, th- I thought maybe Raph would feel some type of way, but he seemed pretty supportive by his general lack, of, you know, his lack of uh, negative emotion. There was never any jealousy from the turtles towards Casey Jones. In fact, so much so that when she does kiss Casey Jones at the end, they're all <laughs> on the roof cheering for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I'll say it now. They give it a 9.95. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's your chemistry rating. <laughs> that's what they gave it, uh, the kiss. Yeah. And- uh, apparently that was such a prolific moment in the movie that I watched all the way to the end credits to catch the music credits and the, the <laughs> final song, the final song in the credits. That's how bad it, how uh, far in the, the back it goes, uh, was called 9.95. Oh, wow. Wow. It was made That's exclusively weird. for the, the album. You know, it wasn't for, it wasn't you know made by any, anybody famous. So there you go. Speaking of the album, I was really hoping we were going to hear like Turtle on the Half Shell, Turtle Power. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Yeah, interesting. And they didn't must have play come that. out after this or something. I th- no, I totally no, that, thought was, that was, that was before. Because the cartoon. That was the theme song for the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon was before this movie. And they even used that same like font in the beginning of the movie where it had like right. pizza in their name, um, which was yeah. an awesome inclusion. Yeah. They I really should have played song. it. Even Andrew. if just as like an instrumental while they're fighting. Totally. It didn't come up at all. No. Andrew, what grade do you give Casey Jones and April O'Neill's relationship? Chemistry. chemistry. What, what grade do you give their chemistry? <sighs> they were in some steamy scenarios. I'm a big sucker for anything where you're in like a, a folksy cabin in the woods situation, fixing up cars, breaking porch swings. But, <laughs> But I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't like incredible chemistry, like. But it was good. It was good. I'm gonna give it a an eight eight point zero. I was thinking the exact same rating, but I think she carried it. I think yeah. she brought it, and yeah. she would have made any. She would have made anybody look uh, good. I think she would have made Tom Hanks look good. I think she's burning up the screen and Casey Jones has a good enough haircut to not take away from it. Right. <laughs> and they had okay banter. Yeah. You're giving it an 8.0 also, Ryan? Yes. How about you, Jesse? I'm going C, maybe C minus. Mm. I, I could see them getting together like as a one night stand thing, meeting <laughs> in a bar or something like that. But a prolonged relationship where they get to know each other, like they're so on different wavelengths. I like, I just wasn't buying it. That's fair. You don't yeah, think, I don't think long term it works out. I didn't know that we were putting those kind of parameters on it there. Well, the the movie spans over a you know it's more than one day. They're in the woods for like a few days together. They're in the apartment for a few days. Like we're talking like over a, at least a week or two here. So you don't think the first scene of Secret of the Use is them with three kids in an Upper East Side apartment? No, <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> okay, okay. 
yeah it was a, it was an interesting dynamic um okay so the, oh this is a rough part like before we move on yes casey jones i i would say is the quintessential like like they're opposites in the fact that casey jones would be like the he'd be 33 or something going out with like a 21 year old who's like you know, like a, a kind of like a punk girl on the streets, skater girl kind of vibe, much older because he's so immature. Even she said he was like nine years old. And mm-hmm. April O'Neil is the kind of girl who, if she was like 26, she'd be going out with like a 45 or 50 year old, I feel like, you know, some like well-established guy or something like that. Casey Jones was a former professional hockey player. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> One season. Do we think, yeah, do we think, do we think he even has a job right now? Or is he just <laughs> You're on the streets as a vigilante yeah. attacking no, people. He's, he's, a, he's a street vigilante. <laughs> he made a comment that he said he needs to stop hanging around or he needs to start hanging around with people who have condos. So I, I definitely yeah. do think that he just kind of like is whatever group he's with. He's a grifter. He might work at like a sporting goods store. <laughs> I think that's very likely, honestly. He works yeah. custodial services at a <laughs> discount sporting goods store in the bad part of town. Um, yeah, this is probably the height of like sports authority. <laughs> um, okay, so basically the turtles return to their hideout, but Splinter has been kidnapped and the hideout is been torn apart. Okay. It's tough. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll save this question for later. Are you sure? Well, it's a splinter question. Would, would you guys like a splinter question right now? Splinter me up. Splinter me timbers. Okay, here we go. I will start with you, Ryan. Bench, start, cut, splinter, Yoda, and Gandalf. Oh, come on. All right, Andrew, you can start if the answer is so easy. Well... No, the first two, the, deciding <laughs> who to bench and start is very difficult. Um, but Splinter, I love him to pieces. Love, love, love. But he's getting cut immediately. Yeah, I was thinking cut Splinter also. <laughs> okay, okay. So, All right, so, I, I would probably start Gandalf bench Yoda. I think okay. as much as I love Gandalf deeply, so much so that we've created a podcast in his image. Um, I think I would give Yoda the starting, the start. Wow. That's big. Gandalf can do magic. Now, why, yeah, why are you giving it to Yoda, Andrew? It's just such an icon. Like, I think that the term mentor and Yoda have become synonymous in my mind, and I think he's like iconic on another level. Um, I also think it's interesting, like, Gandalf's a little bit different. He's more of like the guy they look up to, but like he's going through the adventure with them and he's like a member of their, their giant party. But Yoda is very clearly Luke Skywalker's like mentor, father figure. And Yoda, okay. the, I mean, Gandalf's funny too. That's Yoda, Yoda's got a lot of jokes. <laughs> ah, listen, on those terms, I'll accept it, but I'm going on pure pure output, pure potential. Mm-hmm. If I had one, one battle, one thing I needed. Yeah. I'm going to Gandalf with the rock. He's powerful. Wow. That's big. Gandalf has a very good clutch factor, uh, history. Who takes down the Balrog? Gandalf or Yoda? 
Yeah, his, Yoda his doesn't actually for clutch moments do is, much himself in the movies. No, he really, really doesn't. But I still, you know, come on, it's Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> come on. Uh, okay, so the turtles then head back to April, and oh my god, this is a bizarre scene. The police chief calls April's boss, asking about his son Danny. April's boss then shows up at April's apartment with Danny, and the turtles have to hide. April's boss tells April to back off City Hall, and Danny spots one of the turtles hiding. And again here, I'll ask, why was her boss so forward about helping her and and insistent on helping her with things? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Um, And this boss is really indebted to the police chief. And he just takes, he just yells at his son. I think uh, he has like a pretty carnal language about him. He's a bad dad. He's a bad boss. He's just a bad, a bad guy all around. (laughs) I I wouldn't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) What's your, what's your guys's top pizza chain and what's your top frozen pizza? Domino's gets a real big feature in this movie. Right. Very iconic. Although they're late, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are. I'm surprised they allowed that. And their pizza uh, I, goes I, I, moldy after just several hours. I don't know how long well, Danny was at their yeah, hideout. We don't know. We don't know how long that pizza was there for. But usually, he said, he, he said he had the pizza, Danny. Yeah, pizza is incredible in that you can really leave it out for a while, and it's still yeah. good. <laughs> Go. Uh, so chain. Yeah, I'll go Domino's. I would have maybe said Papa John's, but it became uh, somewhat polarizing in recent years mm. um i think so i'll stick with dominoes I, th- I think i'm going dominoes too though yeah, the hut had a too. great we're, we're talking like dominoes pizza yeah those are the only big chains i mean every mom and pop California pizza shop's pizza. amazing oh yeah cpk cpk is more of a res- yeah. restaurant experience than a pizza joint i would say Okay. Little Caesars, Little Caesars, oh, Little Caesars, yeah. hot, hot and ready's five dollars. I lived off of those in college. To, those were great at two in the morning. Probably the best pizza mascot is Little Caesars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than Pizza's Hut and <laughs> Papa John himself. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, and frozen and, pizzas. And frozen. Wow. Tombstone. I used to love tombstones. Those are good. Mama Celeste is I good. I had a lot of... Elio's is good. Yeah, I was going to ask you... I was going to say, when we were talking off air, so the thing was, <laughs> we were discussing uh, pizza, how how it... Jesse estimated 2 to 5% of the pizza he's ever had, he would have qualified as bad. And I was going to throw out, hey, even even frozen pizza is good. Like, Elio's is really good. I, uh, I can't pizza, remember though. the last time I ate a slice of pizza and didn't like it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, even Chuck E. Cheese's. I'll enjoy it. I'd be like, well, at least it's pizza. CeCe's is an awesome place to go that has not mm. good quality, but you can have as much as you want. Yes. Uh, any place with a buffet. I like pizza. It's buffet. It's hard <laughs> chains. But if we're talking frozen, I had a lot of Tony's when I was growing up. Have you guys ever mm. had Tony's? 
I don't think I, don't I have. think so. Okay. To try. Uh, that's maybe not national enough. Maybe I like the qual. Too much I'm talking about this, but I like the quality of the <laughs> even, even Totino. Oh, yeah. Even Totino's pizza rolls are good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Even a pizza hot pocket's good. Too hot. Even yeah. pizza, too hot. Oh, pizza good. on a bagel. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> pizza bagels. Pizza in the yeah. evening? Yeah. Pizza at any pizza time. Pizza at supper time? <laughs> pizza <laughs> on think? a bagel. You can have pizza anytime. Uh, pizza uh, burger, pizza, pizza dog, put pizza on anything. Pizza it's good. So good. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. You can even fold it on itself and have it. I would, I would say, I think I would say it's the <laughs> best food on planet Earth. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I think, I think it's, it's somewhere. It's close. It's either pizza or sandwiches. No, nah, but I, I think, think pizza's... giving the, I think I'm giving it to pizza. You can have a bad sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of bad sandwiches, actually. <laughs> sandwiches More than 2 to great, 5% but... of the sandwiches I've ever had have yeah. been bad. Pizza's so good, I'll even eat those, like, Lunchables pizzas that are, like, <laughs> a cold <laughs> cracker or some cold <laughs> sauce and cheese. It works. You got the cheese, got the sauce, got the bread. Good to go. Don't they give you a little plastic, red, red plastic stick <laughs> to spread it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to the turtles. <laughs> um, so now we officially meet Shredder, who gives one of his runaway. Oh, sorry, sorry, I missed the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get introduced to the coolest place I have ever seen. Yes, this is Foot Clan HQ, which is basically like a CD Dave and Buster's where kids skateboard and also learn karate. Yeah. So there's like dark, dark lighting, neon everywhere. There's a skate ramp basically <laughs> everywhere you look. And we get Sam Rockwell delivering the famous line, a young Sam Rockwell, anything you want, we got. Anything you want to do, do it. And wow, the kid I says, did not know that was him. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. realize that was him either. And the kid says... That really was a delinquent Never Neverland. Even with, like, yeah. the Rufio skating boards and stuff like yeah. that and, like, all that stuff. The Foot Clan knows how to appeal to their audience. <laughs> delinquent teenagers. Great marketing. Like we Danny. have video games. We have <laughs> beer. We have chips. <laughs> Cigarettes. Or Re- regular or menthol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, they were- got a PG rating for drug use. I presumed that the drug use was somewhere in the hideout, but I don't remember seeing anything. Do you guys? I didn't notice anything. Maybe, maybe yeah, in the background. Ch- check the original rating on the VHS tape, please. Te- um, oh, let's see. Let's see. They might yeah. not even say why it's rated. It says PG, and then in a really small font that's difficult to read. Some material may not be suitable for children. That's it. Uh, All right. So I'm sorry. I I couldn't go without talking about (laughs) that scene. (laughs) Yeah. And basically we meet there because Danny gets yelled at by his dad, who then runs onto a subway. (laughs) Um, And then we officially meet Shredder, who walks up with a big shadow leading him in. And he gives one of the Never Neverland kids their first official head stocking, <laughs> making them a member of the Foot Clan. Oh, right. Um, do we think Shredder looks cool in this movie? Yes. Really, 
really happy you brought that up. Uh, I remember when I was younger, I used to think he looked terrifying. But this time around, the first thing I said to myself with Shredder is, why can I see his eyes? Like, he should have, like, something mm-hmm. over his eyes, like a a visor that, like, the NFL linebackers wear or something, like Darth Vader style. He would look so much more sinister with that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it's kind of interesting how his outfit's so sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> it's bright. bright yeah, there's a lot of sparkles. And then I also, like, thought that, like, the silver, like, razors and stuff, like, they didn't look actually that sharp or anything. It kind of looked like it was made out of, like, cardboard or something. It looked like an outfit Prince would wear on stage. <laughs> yeah. Does he ever really cut anything in the movie? He gets close. He yeah. threatens it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fights people, but I don't know if he's really, like, slashing anyone. He's no Billy the Blade. Ah. No, no Benny, Billy the Blade. Barry, from the Clyde, Barry the Blade. Barry the Blade. Yeah, he's no Barry uh, the Blade from the Clyde, the, the John Grisham film. Imagine if Barry the Blade walked around in that. <laughs> I could see it. Unbelievable. <laughs> he certainly could. Uh, I, as much as you're making fun of his outfit, had no problem with it. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember... I used to think it was terrifying. So there's, it definitely worked at the time, but like maybe after seeing like Thanos and like other bad evil characters for the past 30 years, it's maybe <laughs> a bit more watered down now. It's a high bar to live up to. I thought it was like 50, 50 where sometimes he looked really cool. And then sometimes I was like, Oh, his helmet's kind of large. That's kind of goofy. <laughs> and when I saw his mouth, when they yeah. show at the end, you see his mouth. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. it's certainly yeah, why are you job. showing me his mouth? Why are you showing me this stuff? Yeah. Like they clearly were very inspired by Darth Vader. He even goes, I am your father yeah. to all the kids. And yeah. obviously he has a very Darth Vader-esque like mask going on. It's like, just go all the way. Just cover his face and mat and mouth. There's some weird theme of fathers and sons that they're really trying to hammer home throughout this movie that never quite lands, but they keep bringing it oh, up. Yeah. Very like, true. Yeah, Shredder is all the kids' father, and Splinter <laughs> is the turtle's father as they lose their father. But Splinter is also a father figure to Danny and leads him back to his father. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the third father. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure April's father... No. Uh, well, April's father left her that antique shop, I think. True. And maybe the farmhouse. I can't remember. April's got a sweet setup. uh yeah oh let's that's not even talking about her apartment and the massive skylight we'll get there yeah yeah i want to talk about the the dwelling place of the foot clan and all these kids uh so did they have bunks in there we're we're like (laughs) all those kids sleeping there or what what was going on that's my first thought when i saw that was who's buying the groceries (laughs) (laughs) Where they is stole the food them. coming from? They stole what? it. They stole it. Okay, I guess so. But like, is there a pantry in this house? Is there a bathroom? Like, yeah. like, what is the living situation? Yeah, this you place know, no kids of, like, are upkeeping that, and you know that that yeah. bald dude yeah. isn't also. I, mean, I think that, that, right. that bald guy is kind of the manager of everything. He mm. runs the facilities. <laughs> 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 That's why he was so gr- grouchy all the time. So grouchy. Uh, um, yeah, he's like Shredder's number two. I don't even know his name. Um, I think it was like Ta- 
uh, Tato or so, I, they said it later on. I'll tell you. Hmm. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> we find that Splinter is chained up at the Foot Clan hideout, and Shredder vows that they're going to punish the turtles. Then um, Danny Shredder is kind of like addressing all the Foot Clan, and Danny raises his hand to speak, and we cut away. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, hold on, real quick. We got to talk about, we can't go past that scene without talking about Danny's wild tie dye shirt. Mm. <laughs> With with someone else's like shirtless entire likeness on the entire front of the oh, yeah, shirt. Who was, was that? that? I have was no it like Jim idea. Morrison or something. It no, so it wasn't. It was like not specific enough. I don't know. There's it, even a part later where like he's crouching up and only his shirt comes into focus, so it looks like it's that guy, like, <laughs> like a cream or something. And then Danny said pops into focus and you're like, what? What is going on with this shirt? To- oh, and and the funny thing is, as much time as as many as often as we've talked about how long the movie may or may not last, Danny is wearing this outfit for the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> to, yeah, he's always wearing it. Um, okay, so moving along, April gives an interview with another reporter lady where April throws some more shade at the police chief, who then calls April's boss and yells at him some more. And April gives Raphael a nice shout out on live TV. Um, Then the turtles argue with one another about what they should do and eat some pork rinds in April's apartment. (laughs) Raph decides to go do karate on the roof. Wait, wait, (laughs) this is our third damn by Raphael, where he just yells damn out of nowhere. A lot of angst. Yeah, he goes and punches and kicks his rage out. Yeah. (laughs) While Casey Jones peeps him with the binoculars from across town. Yep. Casey Jones is randomly on another roof of the city and sees him. Then the Foot Clan sneaks up on Raphael on top of the roof, and April returns home. Hey, and real quick, we you talked about the shop that she lives above. Is this shop a better store? interior than the inner child from <laughs> small soldiers um whew, that's a big no question way yeah. no way inner child looked awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't a, know how there was active a great, the antique shop is what do you say i don't yeah, know the how antique active shop looks kind of dusty and, and web covered huh yeah it was cool Dude, the inner child is a place to be <laughs> is april o'neill like low-key really irresponsible like she doesn't upkeep the store at all the farm at all she just has these things she just has these properties i think she's so busy reporting that's true i'm she's she's into the headlines man that's what (laughs) her life is about headlines i feel like reporters were really respected at the 90s whereas now they're kind of looked down upon yeah, there's no way a police chief would care at all about one reporter saying something about what he's doing wrong now. Well, that's no. a whole other episode. <laughs> Media uh, relations 101. Let, let's get back to talking about her the skylight that she had, the massive <laughs> skylight she had in her apartment. Um, yeah, so we learned about the skylight because as the Foot Clan fights Raphael, they throw him through the skylight into the apartment. And he lands right in the middle of all the turtles. 
And I also can't let us go past this uh, scene during the whole uh, first big fight there. Mm-hmm. The water spitting gag. You mm-hmm. guys know what I'm talking about. Is this where Donatello gets his head in an aquarium? Yeah, and then he, <laughs> he spits out water, and there's like a really goofy sound with it. I just always remember it. <laughs> yep. That was good. There's a lot of good prop work here. Um, and Michelangelo also has a nunchuck off with one of the foot clans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real highlight for me. Um, and basically they get into this giant brawl. And then, so first we started on the roof where Raphael falls through the skylight into the apartment. <laughs> the floor of the apartment breaks. And they all fall into the antique shop below. So we've moved three levels throughout this fight. It's like a video game fight. Yeah, it's it's straight out of like oh, a yeah. '90s arcade game. Um, yes. Oh, and then and then Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. Shows, yeah. yeah, Casey Jones shows up, calls April a babe, and starts to lay the wood. Ah. And then, then the whole place, the whole place went up in flames. Yep, a fire starts. One of the Foot Clan has troubles with the electricity or something, and a fire starts. Um, and the turtles go into this weird little escape hatch and Casey Jones is covering them. And then uh, probably the best part of the whole movie, a dangling answering machine falls down and April's boss <laughs> fires her over a voice message. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, um, and bizarrely, yeah. I guess April and the turtles just made off in a van then. Yeah, they all hop in April's news van and drive Oh, understood. (laughs) Um, So then Shredder interrogates Splinter, and the Foot Clan is all pissed. Splinter has his first conversation with Danny and tells him that all fathers care for their sons. (laughs) Um, Then the Turtles, April, and Casey Jones ride up to April's farmhouse, and the van breaks down immediately. They go into the farmhouse. Casey Jones tells April, gives her the message that she's been fired. And this is where their chemistry really starts to heat up. Um, yeah. The- hey, really, really quick. Um, so we got to see that mustached guy whose name is Tatso. Yes. The bald uh, guy. Yeah. We got to see him freak out and almost kill a guy. Yes. He almost kills one of the children. That's right. <laughs> We, we got to see Danny feel some feelings and watch her place burn and watch mm. that Tatsu guy freak out. So we maybe the, this is why you forgot about Danny because his arc <laughs> is so forgettable. Uh, Danny Danny's arc question mark is a huge part of the movie. Like Danny uh. is a huge character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, bizarrely enough. And apparently uh, April's really good at uh, art. Really yes, artistic. this might be the best part of the whole movie. April starts sketching the turtles and, vo- and her voiceover narrates their individual stories. Uh, I did like that a lot because it was at this point in the movie where I was like, okay, I'm enjoying the movie, but I really want to get to know the turtles more because I know that Donatello, Leonardo, they all have very unique, uh, uh, you know, characters. 
and personalities. And so right when that happened, she that's when she went into her whole exposition. It was like, Donatello's having a hard time. <laughs> and it flashes to Donatello like yeah. in the truck. I'm like, all right, we're gonna get to experience little Donatello right now. But it didn't really live up to it. It was very kind of just like every other scene with the turtles were just like, hey man, you silly uh, bum. Yeah. Yeah, him and Casey Jones were like going through the alphabet delivering one liners. <laughs> yeah. Also, how do they not deliver? How does Donatello not deliver the I, the la- very last one liner after for the last scene of the of the clip, right? Where they were going, like going through every letter. And then it was like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. And then it was, it ended on Donatello and he didn't even make, finish it with an I. That's because he drove off. He ran Casey Jones over and drove (laughs) off through the side of the garage. (laughs) He he road raged him. (laughs) (laughs) Grand Theft Autoed him. All right, yeah. so that's the Donatello Casey bonding scene. Yeah. Then, yeah. then we see uh, Leonardo watching Raphael passed out in the tub. Oh yeah. So depressed. So, so emotional. So but emotional. Who did we miss out on, guys? Michelangelo. No Michelangelo story. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. He's just happy yeah. go lucky. Leonardo's like meditating or something by a tree. Well, that's what I'm saying. The the idea was great to give an insight to like, what are the turtles feeling right now at this point in their journey? But then they didn't really knock it out of the park. Like they had the great idea, but the execution wasn't the best. It didn't land, but it definitely checked the box. Yeah. Where yeah. you were like, all right, we got our little emotional yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, April, April then bathes Raphael a little bit and it's really moody. <laughs> And Casey Jones eats an apple and sort of is a little misogynistic, has a back and forth with April, and he breaks her porch seat. Ah, <laughs> that was great timing on the porch swing breaking. Did somebody cut the chain or was it just like a button, do you think? Is that how it worked, probably? Yeah, probably Probably the chain was like, pre- I don't know. That was tough. That was well done. Probably, Maybe like a little rope, like a little string. Yeah, they yeah probably pre-rigged to you know, go on command. All right, Some answer. guy pulling it. Good stunt work by him. Um, yeah. Oh, so then Ross, stunt work. I'll oh, go for it. I I'm pretty sure that the idea for this movie came from that the studios were filming the Power Rangers and stuff, and they had all these stunt guys who were the Power Rangers. They're like, all right, well, what movies do we make now? And they're like, well, we have all these great stunt workers. Why don't we just make make the Power Ranger stunt workers? Why don't we just make them the Ninja Turtles? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Oh, well, I'd like to point out. Or is that, it vice versa? Yeah, or I'd like is that... to say that the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was, they used footage from an older Japanese show, but the American Power Rangers debuted in 1993, three years after the Ninja Turtles. Okay, so maybe it was the vice versa. Maybe that um, the stunt workers came from the Turtles, went to be the new Power Rangers. I mean, we haven't Ooh. even talked about the look of the Turtles. I think it's flawless. Uh, I don't disagree. It's well, really for its time. I would even say yeah, now. Yeah, for its time. Like, just, just the fact that it's real people in those costumes doing, like, I don't know that the martial arts, it was difficult because they were in those turtle costumes, but it. I never questioned that they were real, like, turtles walking around doing karate. Totally. I don't. Okay, so I I won't disagree with what we've said so far, but I will go back to something you said at the very beginning. So 
you compared this in some ways to Enter the Dragon in its Kung Fu. And I wonder, how do you guys think the fighting was in this movie? Serviceable. It was <laughs> serviceable. Yeah, it was okay. I did notice one Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon kind of uh, homage. And I think that was when he was bowing down. And the boss slapped him in the face or kicked him. He goes, never stop, never bow down or don't look at your opponent. Oh, exactly oh. the dragon. I was like, whoa, that's the same exact scene. Interesting. I didn't even catch that. How about also, okay, uh, this one might be a stretch. So help me clear up these details. Were Splinter's master Yoshi and Shredder from the same like school or were they just enemies? It's blurry. Yeah, okay. I don't remember specific discussions of like what their martial arts were. The Toss that out then. Okay, well, but here's the tie back. So in a scene right now in the movie, mm-hmm. Shredder literally tells somebody that he like he senses a familiarity with the turtles fighting. Oh, style. yeah. Yeah. Just from the description people have given him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? What? <laughs> they 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 really they do their homework at in the Foot Clan. They break down the fights really <laughs> intensely. Like one they of them got just, their film guy. Yeah, yeah. One of them one of them just has a camera that they stole recording all the fights. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, funny. That's uh, really funny. And just one one random Enter the Dragon tie-in. Also, just Shredder's weapon is like the same exact True. thing the bad guy has. Wow, yeah, you're right. And he doesn't even use it. <laughs> no, barely. Oh, so Danny also runs away from the foot after his inspirational talk with Splinter. Um, and then we're back in the farmhouse where Casey Jones is chopping vegetables and gives April a real aggressive massage. <laughs> <laughs> real aggressive. That scene did not hold up well. Capital. That- oh. <laughs> <laughs> he like throws her Wait. in the seat and forces her to take a massage from him. Yeah, so yeah, I forgot about the throwing her in the chair. I was only thinking about the partial groping. <laughs> um, and then luckily the turtles walk in and break it up. And then Michelangelo grabs some turtle wax. Um, then Splinter telepathically communicates with Leonardo and tells him that he's still alive. And the turtles then all sit around a campfire and channel Splinter, who appears to them as a forest ghost and tells them that he loves them. Okay, two questions. Uh, First, Leo told Donatello to put away some already flaming marshmallows. Oh, yeah, that was great. (laughs) How does one put something away that is on fire? (laughs) Are we to believe that that... Forest was on fire within minutes of them communicating with nature. Uh, I hope I hope he quickly ate them off screen, put the fire out. <laughs> um, that was good. Oh, and also just we didn't mention just they did a lot of like practice fighting in that green meadow. How cool did that look? <laughs> that was goofy. That was goofy. That was oh, just a man. bunch of guys in foam costumes moving, the, flailing their arms and doing tumbles. This is where I got to disagree with you, Ryan. This is where I was at the edge of my seat being like, uh-huh. this is awesome. <laughs> nope. Not me. Uh, nope. 
Um, all right. Other question. How did they, how did they do that blue flame gag? Was that real or not? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know how they got it so blue. Maybe, maybe there's something you can like put in the fire, like a powder or something that makes it go blue. I feel like my dad or my, no, I feel like my stepmother watching this and talking about it with you guys, <laughs> like asking these questions. <laughs> but... How do they do that old flame trick? I'm 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 genuinely I genuinely wondered that while I was watching it. How did that bench fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> Just amazed at movie no, magic. All right, I'll, I'll I'll keep those to myself in the future. Ninja Turtles is a triumph of special effects. I think it's known for that. The effects, uh, the was, effects are good though. There's you know, a lot. They really are. Yeah. Did you guys it's, see who did it? Like, what? Did you guys see who did it? No, who? No. Well, was it Jim Henson? Yeah. He yeah, he did uh, it. I, I was gonna say this this is we're getting close to the co- the climax of <laughs> so you have special effects and you have ordinary effects. Or, or ordinary effects or practical effects. We're basically getting at the climax of that because you know 1995 comes around, that's when you have Jurassic Park, CGI starts happening. Like this is basically like as good as you get with the practical effects of stuff. And I think it was great. That's why this is the prime of movies <laughs> because they had to be creative and they couldn't go crazy. So they had to really think about what they could do inside the camera. Sure. Um, but I, also I like it much more than special effects, to be honest. It's real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also something that's interesting is uh, if you watch the sequels to these, Jim Henson did the first two, or like the Henson Company, and then the third one, they Henson didn't return, and they had another company, and the turtles looked awful. <laughs> the turtles in time. Yeah, it looked awful. Yeah, yeah. there's like a wow. clear difference in how they look, and it's rough. Wow. Can we can we get those photos uh, embedded in the uh, description of this episode, please? <laughs> Absolutely, we will link. We will link you to an image of turtles turtles in time wait was it was it called turtles in time or was it like turtles? i want to see it teenage mutant yeah. turtles three turtles in time. yeah oh my god back to like when i show you this picture yeah they go back to ancient they have like freckles right China. like they're like round what yeah look at that it's totally different <laughs> oh my gosh so much worse. <laughs> the freckles they look the like. Uh, yeah, the freckles just don't work at all. Are they? Yeah, do the turtles color. have freckles mm. like that? Or are they? They like toads? It looks. <laughs> yeah, no, Henson. I mean, Henson's obviously a magical place. So tough to uh. leave them. Okay, so then Casey Jones reveals to us that he was a pro hockey player before an injury, and the turtles are ready to head back to New York City. So the Turtles go back to New York and they decide to spend the night in their secret hideout, which first off, terrible decision. We all know that the foot knows where their hideout is. Why are they going back there before they do anything? They're not afraid. (laughs) That's true. They ain't afraid. (laughs) They're not afraid. Um, so they go back to their hideout and they discover that Danny is hiding down there. Um, so hold on a sec. Danny ran away from home to the turtle sewer. 
I don't know if he even knew where they were. Where yeah, the how did he was. know where that was? And again, why was he still wearing the same tie-dye shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really inexplicable. I mean, maybe there was like word of mouth amongst the foot clan of ah. where they were. Um, but yeah, he never changes. Maybe he did laundry or something. Who knows? <laughs> um, his knees started looking pretty worn out when they showed it. I think they at least were uh, pretty good with continuity. Okay. So the turtles chow down on Danny's leftover pizza and Danny likes April's drawing and asks if he could have it. Of Leonardo. <laughs> so bizarre. I forgot that happened and I wondered how he had it later on. I thought he just lifted it, but oh nope. also he asked for it. Got yeah, gotcha. We missed the claustrophobic, homophobic joke that felt a little dated at this point. Oh, it's I didn't even it didn't even register. What was it? Uh I think one of the turtles, probably Donatello, because he's the smart one, called Casey Jones claustrophobic. Uh, cause he didn't want to be down in the sewer. Yeah. He said, no, nah, you know, I haven't looked, I haven't looked at a guy, you know, I haven't, I don't look at guys or something like that. Oh, mm. oh Casey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, speaking of Casey Jones, he does not like sleeping in the sewer. So he heads up to the truck to sleep there. So then Danny has a nightmare about the foot clad <laughs> and he decides to run away from the turtles and runs back to the Foot Clan, and Casey Jones follows him back there. So strange. The, the I, I'm perplexed at like why they went down this route. Why do they? Why did they just have Danny be like, "Hey, I know where they're hiding." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so weird. And it's weird because Danny Jones. I mean, Danny is having this nightmare we like hear the voices in his head about the foot clan and his reaction is that he wants to wake up and run back to them well i'll tell you why because they promised at least 10 more minutes of uh roll to to the uh studio you know yeah. they had to add a yeah. little bit more in there between uh they had to get casey jones in there they you know i don't know there is a, yeah. I mean, it's like a recurring thing with this movie where there's a few things where it's like, okay, but but why? It's <laughs> <laughs> not even necessary at all. No, not at all. Even, and I was wondering even so much that like, obviously I understand why maybe Splinter didn't know where the hideout was, but like he literally talked to them through a fire. Couldn't he have just been like, I'm here, come save me. Uh. <laughs> Well, also, I thought that he said at the end of that fire scene that it was his last words or something. Because they and they were uh, all tearing up as though he was dead. Yeah, it was a strange stretch of the movie. It seemed very unnecessary. <laughs> Maybe they needed to pad out the runtime. Yeah. Well, this was my. This was what I was trying to say. Very, you know, early at the top of the episode is I thought you know if you haven't watched this in a decade, you know you're. Ready to watch this and be moved, but by the end of or by this point in the movie, and and really by the time that the the shop burned down, I turned this off for a while. Uh, it starts to run together. I wasn't like, I think the idea of the turtles and the charm of the turtles is like bigger than the actual movie itself. Definitely. Yeah, I think the movie is kind of weak in a lot of ways, but you're right. The turtles themselves are 
engaging enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's why Casey Jones should have been cut from the team. <laughs> More time for the Turtles talking about pizza. No, That's all you need. Really no, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I needed to see. Every time they were talking about pizza, I was like, this is awesome. Ah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Jesse, you just wanted Dude Where's My Car, but with the Turtles in it. Yes, thank you. I, I think I think perfect. if you boil this movie down to three things, and it's turtles doing karate, turtles eating pizza, and April sketching and narrating, and you've got a dynamite <laughs> A plus movie uh-huh. on your hands. <laughs> um, okay, so Danny Danny gets back to the Foot Clan headquarters and speaks with Splinter, who tells Danny about his master Yoshi and how Yoshi and Shredder were in love with the same woman. And Shredder then murders Master Yoshi and the woman. Yeah, the woman first that he loved. Yeah, that made no sense. <laughs> no sense. Uh, <laughs> that made as much sense as the rat training by virtue of watching his master. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is the point in the movie that we find out that this movie is actually about a pet rat seeking revenge <laughs> for a guy who killed his owner. That's what actually about. Mm-hmm. And, that and the revenge that that person is trying to get on the rat, too, for the scratch yeah. on his face. That's That idea for a movie is actually just as charming and interesting as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, having a pet, re- like, avenge the death of its owner against, like, a samurai warrior. Like, that's awesome. Wait, mm-hmm. isn't that what Ratatouille is about? <laughs> no... Ratatouille is a, a rat that cooks dinner, and the rat, <laughs> the rat wants to be a, a gourmet chef. I, I think Ryan was being a, being a bit sarcastic there. Well, you never know with Ryan, you know. <laughs> uh, um, Thank you for that explanation. <laughs> you know, somebody out there right now is like, Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I've been meaning to watch that forever. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Ratatouille yet. I didn't think it was a ninja movie. Somebody mm-hmm. else ran to their pause button <laughs> to, to stop what's happening. <laughs> they have it on their list for next weekend. <laughs> mm, maybe Ratatouille. So Ryan's picking our next movie this week. Maybe Ratatouille's in the running. Who knows? Oh, ooh, or maybe it's Stuart Little. Oh. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Okay, so then this is a really funny random scene. Shredder catches Danny talking to Splinter and then finds his Ninja Turtles artwork that he got from April. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Shredder makes the decision to kill Splinter. Um, the Foot Clan invades the sewers, but the Turtles attack them in a bunch of steam. And I really appreciated the Foot Ninja who went into the sidewalk great face first. <laughs> <laughs> he dove into that thing <laughs> and that thing is only like six inches tall mm-hmm. the foot clan they're devoted um, <laughs> okay so then casey jones rescues splinter and they get jumped by all the foot clan but luckily casey jones finds a loose golf club and clubs his way out <laughs> he not this is where he takes out the bald guy and then he and then he diplomats his way past the the army of feral children. Uh yes, yes, yes. So Splinter and Casey Jones 
<laughs> on the moment convince all the child soldiers to be good guys once again. <laughs> okay, that was speech. the most convincing. <laughs> was the most unconvincing motivational speech of all time. He's like. He is using you. <laughs> he does not care about you. <laughs> oh, okay yeah. then. Yeah, and in case you're just like, you call this family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. This isn't a family. Well, they're like, well, he is a talking rat and a guy with a golf club. <laughs> like a majority of them were just kids that were probably malnourished, hyper on nicotine and mountain <laughs> dew <laughs> you call this a family um, okay so things are really heating up in the sewers where the turtles are skateboard fighting with the foot clan awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> um and then the fight gets outside and the turtles start fighting their way up the fire escapes onto a rooftop where none other than treader appears Dun dun dun. And then, so, then, <laughs> so then Shredder, the turtles decide that their best course of action is to attack Shredder one by one. And yeah, well, they just start throwing themselves at him. Oh, that was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, there's a rough strategy. He's he's taking it to the turtles. Um <laughs> but like, okay, okay, so Raphael goes. He doesn't doesn't work out at all. Leo goes, okay, maybe I have a chance. Okay, at that point, you have Michelangelo and Donatello. Neither of them are like, hmm, maybe we should go at this together. They <laughs> both got their butts kicked in like less than one move. Let's let's keep on trying to do this. And they'll have the other guy stand on the sideline and watch us while we do this one-on-one. Like, there's four of you. What are you doing? It, it, I, I stopped caring at this point. I threw my hands up. <laughs> they, they had like 15 or 16 minutes to go at the start of this final battle. And they were just ready to get as much out of it as they could. I guess it's what you were looking for, Jesse. This was the turtles. They were milking the clock for the turtles right now. <laughs> no, this is not what I was looking for. If I What I was looking for was... Four on one turtles versus uh, Shredder if it's not okay. going to work. Or it's like have them have a really cool fight sequence and stuff. Well, that's just the like problem. Like, There's oh. limits to these practical effects. You can't have them have a really awesome fight sequence. I think what Jesse wants is like the Avengers versus Thanos in yeah. Infinity War. But yeah. instead we got we got Shredder easily tossing the turtles aside one by one for a it while. Was, what, like, what was that? That was In the big battle. That was it. You can't have anything better. Whoa, Enter the Dragon, man. That was the 70s, and there were some great fighting scenes in that. Not wearing foam costumes. <laughs> I, think, I think all we needed was a little better battle strategy by the turtles. Yeah, I would have appreciated a little better. Uh, <laughs> but eventually they do attack him together and they still get destroyed. Um, and then he gets, I believe it's Leonardo on the ground. Raphael. He, oh, it's Raphael. Um, yeah, and Shredder basically tells the other three to drop their weapons, which they do. And then Shredder's <laughs> like, you idiots, I'm going to kill him anyway and you're all going to die. Um, and they really like throw their weapons like off the roof, except for one pair of nunchucks, which uh, hooks onto the ladder. I'm sure that won't come back. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's about to kill Raphael 
But then none other than Master Splinter appears on the roof. He explains to Shredder that they have history together. And then Shredder charges at Splinter and Splinter nunchucks Shredder off the roof. And Shredder hangs on for a moment, tries to throw something at Splinter, and somehow uh, Splinter drops him into a garbage truck off the roof. So uh, I'm glad that there's some actual physics to how that very last part that you mentioned unfolded. We can talk about that. But all in all, I thought that this uh, battle of, of Splinter versus Shredder was way less than it could have been. I was hoping for more. It's totally, very anticlimactic. Totally yeah. Uh, what I was hoping for at this point, at this point I said, okay, none of the turtles have any <laughs> chance against Shredder. Okay, I'll give you that, Ninja Turtles. But I, I guess that I'm going to get my big payoff fighting scene with Splinter right. versus Shredder. Like Splinter's gonna be like all like hobbling and like limping and stuff. And then boom, he's gonna whip out some crazy kung fu moves and like do some splits and crazy stuff and be like, whoa, he's the real master. But that never came. You he get don't, like he does one quick move where you don't even really see what happens, and then he just drops Shredder to his death. Yeah. Instead, you get an accident. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is an accidental death. Well, uh, death question mark. When Kate when Shredder falls into the garbage truck and Casey Jones turns on the compactor to allegedly crush Splinter. I mean, Shredder. Crush Shredder. Uh, very similar names. I wish they were a little different. Same thing with like Lord of the Rings. Sauruman and Sauron. Like, come on. give me Yeah, a it's that same dynamic. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, and I just want to say there's something to me that feels a little strange that the turtles didn't really rescue Splinter in this movie. Really, Casey Jones is the one who does the legwork, and the turtles just get attacked simultaneously. The turtles gave up on him. The turtles thought that he was dead. They even asked uh, Shredder. I had to think about it there. Mm -hmm. They asked Shredder if Splinter was alive because Shredder told him that he was dead. Mm -hmm. The turtles um, aren't the sharpest uh, toads in the shed. That's how that phrase goes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not the most freckled empty. toads in the <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll wait until maybe we talk about the sequel. Well, I thought that we had uh, a glimpse of Shredder's hand pop out of the garbage at the end of this movie. That's why I stuck around through the end of the credits. I thought maybe they had a stinger. <laughs> it was a little bit before that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Let me. I'll tell you my my biggest question about Shredder, and that was why did he have so many televisions? <laughs> well, they stole them. They stole <laughs> them off the trucks. Scene? Yeah, we're like, he's yeah. watching that scene. It was like this is a little overkill, man. It's you like really a circuit watching city. All these from- well, because yeah, he's like also the architect of the Matrix. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Um, so after Shredder dies, um, there's a big celebration. Danny and his dad are reunited, which really just brings a tear to all our eyes. And Danny, Danny is just Dan now. Just Dan. And he's really become a man because he gives April back the money he stole in the beginning of the movie. April mm. gets a big promotion after some haggling. Big. Yeah. 
and everyone lives happily ever after. And Casey Jones shuts up and kisses April as the turtles <laughs> cheer them on. Splinter then makes a funny and says, Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the funny? Him saying Cowabunga. So they were all they were all tossing out catchphrases, and then Donatello uh, stumbles right. again as he always does, and then Splinter throws out Cowabunga, and he's like, "I made it funny." <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh, it was funny. <laughs> it also wasn't a joke. <laughs> 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 Ryan, you're just jealous of I want my money back. I wish Ryan could have been in the movie, just standing on the outside of the turtles. That wasn't funny. <laughs> hey, that wasn't even funny. <laughs> Their humor operates on on a different frequency. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's that's the right. Ninja Turtles in a half that's shell. The Ninja Turtles. Um, Turtle Jay, power. Do we want to jump into some awards? I think it's award season. We're back. So, for today's award season, we'll be following our new format where Ryan and Jesse will share their awards, and then I, as the selector of the Ninja Turtles, will declare an official award winner. I hope you guys have prepared some compelling arguments. Question one, what is the best scene in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of 1990? Jesse? I would like to say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, thank you for coming here today and gathering. Um, It's an honor just to speak to you. Um, The best scene of this movie is when the baby turtles say, pizza, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Because like- Seriously, Pizza. pound for pound. That's the best five seconds of the entire movie. It's adorable. It's pizza and turtles and the origin story all packed into one five-second clip. What else do you want? I want the whole movie to just basically be stuff like that. Radical, 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 radical. <laughs> Jesse just wants 90 minutes of pizza nonsense. Yes, turtle babies. Turtle. Uh, you want just made- turtle babies the movie? Like, you know, Muppet Babies? Turtle the, the babies. The baby version of the Muppets? I want the same thing. They'll with do the some cool kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesse makes uh, a compelling argument. <laughs> it was a damn good moment. You, you made him think of a, a, a spoof, a parodied uh, theme song from another cartoon. <laughs> Uh, you won, hands down. I, I, I don't, I'm not even going to answer this question. Wow. Uh, no, no, I mean, listen, so I, I don't answer these questions to play to the judge. I'm answering for one and only, which is me. In my opinion, the best scene is one that uh, we didn't talk a, a lot about. The scene where they're hiding from April's boss and Danny. Absolutely amazing. The most suspenseful part of the movie, she's like freaking out, like a little bit on edge the whole time. They're actually hiding really well. Uh, And Danny's kind of like, oh, did I just see something? Did I just see something over there? Amazing. So titillated the whole scene. (laughs) 
and then you get the extra on the other spoon, you get the other spoonful of the uh, forward boss just offering again and again and again to help her with stuff. <laughs> Best scene. Interesting. Wow. No one, no one chose the scene I was thinking of. Um, but Jesse, was it Shredder speech? No, it was uh, them receiving the pizza through the sewer grate at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a real tone setter. Ryan makes a good point. That was a really good scene. Uh, but um, I, I, I have to go with Jesse and that those turtles saying pizza, pizza. <laughs> 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 It was no. <laughs> I I didn't think I was gonna go with it, but I can't get that turtle saying pizza pizza. <laughs> I'm gonna pizza. give him the nod. Baby pizza is great. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Oof, this is gonna be a tough one. All right, what's our Jar Jar Binks award for something we think didn't work or a big swing and a miss on the movie? Ryan, we'd like to start this one. Yes. <clears throat> I thought that Jesse, you made a point earlier where you were hoping to see more scenes of them just kind of riffing on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so disgusted with the low brow. He just wants pizza. Oh, no, Jesse says that is Pizza, pizza and nonsense. I love the pizza. Okay. Baby pizza. I have to support it. I mean, listen, if that's our, if that's your pick for best scene, I got to get behind you and support you. But I loved vertical pizza, sewer pizza. I loved pizza ordering scene. I loved baby pizza. I loved pizza on Splinter's head for pizza stand. I loved their reaction to finding out that she had pizza at her place. The stop motion and the sound effect. Um, what I didn't love were two specific scenes and they have even footing for me as the jar and the jar. One was the scene where they're dancing. Oh, okay. To, I believe the song is tequila and they were, Mm. they do this horrifyingly cliche dance series of dance moves, including an, like a walk, like an Egyptian dance and all this other ridiculous stuff. And then they belt out the word ninjutsu at the end, instead of tequila. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the first part. Second part is uh, later on when the pizza was molded in the, in the mm. sewer. And then they uh, get, get down on one knee and play taps or something. Yeah. Uh, I was, but if I had to just pick one, I'd say the ninjutsu bit. bit. Mm. Good picks. Okay. I will answer Ryan's two scenes with two of my own scenes then. Well, they're not really scenes, really elements of the movie. Uh, I'll say, first, I will say the Foot Clan's masks. Well, I think I look like bugs. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Who is it like at all? Like, why do they have to look like bugs? I just didn't understand that. Like, Odd selection. Okay. Uh, number two, Casey Jones. 
I think that Casey Jones watered this movie down. He took away the love interest with April. He wasn't a fun, lovable guy. He's the one who saved Splinter when it should have been the Turtles who saved Splinter. And he's like, I wouldn't need a Turtle Gang that much. He just kind of happens to run in. His The best part about him is the mask with like the baseball bats or, or the hockey stick. He didn't even really use a hockey stick in this movie. So uh, Casey Jones. Interesting. You both Final make com- you both make compelling arguments. Um, <clears throat> first off, I'm shocked nobody picked Danny's T-shirt, but I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, so, I think Casey Jones is definitely a really point of contention in the movie, and I'm so curious what the movie would have been like without him. But I also can't imagine the movie. I also can't imagine him not being in the movie. So I'm gonna go with Ryan. Um, I, I also felt like the the moldy pizza. I I didn't need it. I I could have I could have just had pizza been a consistent positive in this movie. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Ryan to go with moldy pizza slash uh, dance scene. Thank you. Okay. Fair fair enough. So who's our who's our sixth man of the movie? Who's coming off the bench and stealing the show? Um, May I actually first also, I think there's uh, some harmony here. And you said, uh, Andrew, I don't remember the word that you used exactly to describe this character, but perhaps it was contentious. Uh, I would say my sixth man was at times the literal sixth man, at times the fifth man, depending on who who he was around. But none other than our own... Casey Jones. Wow. Controversial pick. Casey Jones (laughs) was fun, lovable. He saved uh, Splinter. He had the mask, the bats. He uh, didn't even use hockey sticks. It was great. Jesse, do you have a rebuttal? Okay. For my sixth man, I am nominating... The live action baby turtles walking around. <laughs> you can't even call them baby turtle baby turtles, man. They came in for a hot second, totally flipped the whole movie on its side. And it was like, what? This these are real turtles. These aren't even like animatronic things anymore. And there was it could have so easily been such a hard miss, but you know what? I loved it. It was great. It was charming. I'm going real turtles. All right. I'll allow the live turtles as a separate total candidate. However, I would like to make a real case. I just want some clarification. We're talking about the real turtles, not the turtles that say pizza, pizza. Correct. Okay. Not the little Caesars turtles. Yeah. (laughs) Not the the, the, uh, middle level. I'm talking about the entry level, beginning baby, baby ones. You know what he's going to say next? Next, he's going to say that the goat is the level of. The goat goat for Jesse is those turtles saying pizza, pizza. (laughs) Up walking around. No, whatever the middle, the final phase is. Listen, am I wrong? Well, hang on a sec here. I want to make the real paper, Casey Jones. Um, Casey Jones, if you imagine this movie without him, it's a totally different movie. If you imagine this movie with slightly less of him, it's an even better movie. And consider that he is a good sixth man to these turtles and to April O'Neil at times. 
such that he has believable chemistry uh, for the duration of this movie, at least. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a real six man candidate. Maybe he doesn't play basketball. He only plays stick sports. (laughs) So let me ask you this though, Ryan, can, is he even a candidate for six man? I feel like he had more lines than Michelangelo and Donatello. I think I think he is the definition of a six man because he's not there for a while in the movie and then all of a sudden he appears and just kind of takes over the game. Okay. He's also Jesse, imagine the Pacers teams or the Hawks teams that had like five no name players. Their sixth man still could have been the sixth man of the year. You know what I mean? No, he's like literally a sixth man, but I feel like he's in this movie a lot more than than like a bunch of the turtles. Wow! But this is this is a this is a really intense debate. And do you think he's like Lamar Odom? Like he's a six man that like does too much. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it feel like he had more lines than Michelangelo and Donatello? Is that just me? I'm not going to make the case against my man, but we can talk about it later on. No, but he is seriously a quintessential six man. He's I think the, he had just know. the right amount for a six man. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, Casey Jones Dude, might be the happened? best, might be the best six definition of a six man in a movie. But I'm going with the baby turtles. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! They come out of nowhere and steal the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see where this is going to go next. Well, next is the spiciest <laughs> of all awards, where it's going to land. Um, who's our GOPA winner? Who is the greatest of all film? What's like this movie's greatest strength? I don't even know. Jesse, do you want to kick right. us off? Should I start this one off? Only if you don't want to. I'm ready to answer. Ryan's, Ryan's going to snap if Jesse mentions anything uh, about those baby turtles and they end up winning it. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's going to mention, wasn't there like a mid-level turtle between the, <laughs> between the baby, uh, between the pizza pizza turtle? Wasn't there an adolescent? Maybe, maybe a little sprinter, little, little sprint, splinter practicing. <laughs> Didn't I see a tween-age mutant <laughs> ninja turtle? A middle school age mutant ninja turtle? Uh, okay. Go ahead, Jesse. I know you all... I know you all think I'm going to say it's one iteration of the turtles, but no, I'm not going for any of the turtles for the greatest of all film. I am going to the cornerstone of this movie. I am going to the, the actual character who the plot of this movie revolves around. This movie is around Splinter getting revenge on the dude who killed his owner when he was a pet. He held those turtles down, taught them what they needed to know. He raised them. He grew to a abnormally sized large rat and he makes funnies and he came up with Cowabunga. I am going Splinter. Cowabunga. I sweat. I, I lost a little bit of uh sweat there for a second worrying that you were going to pick the same thing that I was going to pick. And I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to pick a puppet. (laughs) Shane 
two eighteen like ten for a majority of the time that you see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. But I'm glad you did. <laughs> because I'm gonna go with the other one character who was so electric that this character stole the screen every time they were on screen. You didn't want to look away, you couldn't look away. The entire city that never sleeps, the city of New York, the city so nice they named it twice, couldn't get her name off their lips. I'm talking the one who stole the attention from every other potential goaf in this movie, the true goaf, April O'Neil. From the yellow coat to the frizzy hair to the... <laughs> Steamy uh, wardrobe choices at the farm. <laughs> this this definitely chick wearing heels around the farm. This chick had an apartment with a skylight that was the entire ceiling, and upstate property and a <laughs> storefront. April O'Neil. Wow! 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 wow. And she negotiated to the highest uh, level in broadcasting in New York at the end. <laughs> April and you. Yeah, you, good arguments. I think I'm going to have to go with the bossa nova herself, April O'Neil. Oh, <laughs> Ryan did a great job breaking wow. down Splinter into a puppet chained up for <laughs> And she really did carry the movie in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Splinter, Splinter <clears throat> guided so many people and I do like the idea of a side story where it's a rat a mutant rat getting revenge on his master <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a man can dream oh, it's so great. I think a man can dream that brings us into our next discussion here on the night do we have sequels and spinoffs for the Ninja Turtles? Obviously, they've had a few, but do we have others? And this is this is maybe this is also a good space to discuss the sequels and spinoffs that have come up with the Ninja Turtles. Can we can we do that first? Maybe. Yeah let's let's talk turtles. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> turtles. <laughs> I love Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Classic. I love ooze. I love ooze. Vanilla ice. Amazing. Soundtrack, amazing. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Amazing. The uh, <laughs> there's a weird like stand-ins for Bebop and Rocksteady who right. aren't actually Bebop and Rocksteady. Some big right. animals. Jesse would Jesse would love them. <laughs> Jesse, you <laughs> I've seen it. It's been so many years. I'd have to see it again. Dude, you'd love it. it. If you like this first oh, one as much as re- it sounds re- like you have. I remember loving it. I do it's remember like loving it. Back to the Future too. Like, if you like the first one, you'll love the second one. I would totally. go out on a limb and say oh, that for most fans of the Turtles, Secret of the Ooze is the quintessential Ninja Turtles movie. Wow. I guess so, I mean, you know what we're doing next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's an arc. Yeah, I could I could pick up my next oh, yeah, round. Do a turtle um, season. <laughs> now, turtles in time, not so good. No, it should be good. It seems like a great concept for a turtle movie, but I don't remember it. Maybe it'll be my third movie I pick. <laughs> I, I'd be down to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then the remakes or the reboots, I should say. Mm. <sighs> so many. Well, okay, well, there's so there's, there's a lot of TV shows. We'll leave the TV shows out. A lot of, of TV shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can agree that TMNT is a great cartoon. Which one? Like the, the computer the animated? O3, the O3 Fox box. <laughs> like where it's like CGI instead of instead of cartoon. No, 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 no. The, uh, the middle one, the sort of anime kind of one. Oh, interesting. See, there's so many. I'm, I'm already lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, did you say Michael Bay? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's the movie. The, the Transformers Turtles. Yes, so that's that's the the hard reboot movie. Jesse, you haven't seen them. Andrew, have you? Yes, I'm I'm up to date with all my turtles movies. <laughs> I, like them. I actually really enjoyed the second one, Out of the Shadows or whatever. It's like kind of ridiculous and dumb, but like they really go to some extreme places in that movie. And like Madison like, Square Garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Casey Jones is in that one, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But it's weird then, too. They had the same actor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then there's some crazy like... climax with oh, they get they bring uh the brain in. Yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that movie it's like ridiculous, but I Dang. like it. And something like that. Jesse, you, you should give like, them a watch, man. Do you guys like how the turtles look in the new ones? Yes, I'm okay with Much it. Much beefier. Yeah, they're jacked. They're way more jacked. Um, oh, and also in that second one out of the shadows, they have a van that fires sewer covers at people, which I just think is yeah. The second <laughs> one is fantastic. like the cartoon. Yeah. And the, okay. the first one, is, like, I still don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's, I think it kind of ranks in there as like the, the Ninja Turtles movie above Turtles in Time. I was thinking that, yeah, it's probably top to bottom, ooze one, uh, shadow, reboot, time. Yeah, I think I have the same exact list. <sighs> turtles, Jesse. Tur- Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Turtles are they're an interesting franchise. Where with the movies, I think they've had a lot of like solid B minus efforts, but I don't think they ever really hit that home run that like captured the nation on, on a in a movie form on the TV shows. That's a whole different story. People were turtle crazy in the nineties, but movies, movies, I don't know if they've ever had that like hard slam dunk where everyone's like, yes, this is great. Like the Avengers or something. Wait, you're saying not even with the first or second one. Or you're saying since those? No, I don't think the first and second one were like total, total summer crowd pleasers. I think they were kind of like, I think it was kind of like mixed reactions and kids were like, this is awesome. But I think like it wasn't something that like kids and adults could get behind in the way that like 
the Avengers or Batman is. Hmm. Interesting. And that's my PhD on the Ninja Turtles and American. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, good points, man. Um, does anyone have any ideas for other turtles sequels or spinoffs they want to throw out there? I was really excited about my Yoshi sequel and spinoff, and yeah. they did the whole spinoff in the movie. Uh, <laughs> there it, was it would just more, be, it would be some, yeah, it would be something around uh, a splinter while he's in a cage and a pet to Master Yoshi. That would be my spinoff. Mm. Their relationship. Well, they come pretty like fully formed in this movie, so there definitely is sort of like a young turtles era that hasn't been explored. Mm, yeah. turtles. Nice little series they could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turtle babies. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle babies. Hey, real quick. Uh, we were talking about... Uh, no, I don't have any other ideas. We were talking about uh, series that you hadn't seen in the greater context. I guess it's all considered canon. Have either of you seen the live-action show... Is that the one where there's like a female Ninja Turtle? Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's bizarre. I never like really dug deep into it, but I was just like, whoa, this exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no, a, I, I, I and, and that was a whole other group of costuming. Do you want to pull that one up? <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll take a look real quick. Listeners, we will put a hyperlink to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action TV show in the description. And Ryan will do an extremely accurate description of what it actually looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's green. They're green. <laughs> There's also purple, orange, red. <laughs> they each have a different color headband. And two shades of blue. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah, I remember they had some weird masks. Ah, look at the... <laughs> Six packs on those dudes. Look, what is this show? It's yeah. weird. They just what look is weird. This? They, all, they have elbow pads and masks that cover the tops of their heads. I don't like this. No, it's weird. The new one, the female, who for some reason they also made blue, has like a yin yangs on her armbands. <laughs> it looks like the animatronic band from Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah. <laughs> it looks creepy. I don't like this. Those the, I like. Yeah, the old I like. Ones. I like in the live action they made them more realistic. Yeah, uh, I just the next mutation. <laughs> that looks like uh like <laughs> like Bible Man TV show, <laughs> like uh prop worthy. <laughs> and you also put a link to Bible Man in there. No, <laughs> so that's spinoffs. I guess now we're getting to. Uh, is it better than? Ooh. I do have a couple for this one. All right, kick us off. All right, we've talked about at least one or two of them. I won't tell you if I thought of them first. Uh, is it better than the Power Rangers movie? Exactly Ooh. what I was going to ask. Good choice. Uh, man, that's tough. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Power Rangers had a better TV show. This had a better movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Power Rangers, if Ninja Turtles never had like a full-on slam dunk movie, Power Rangers has never had like a single, like a 
one ba- a base hit movie. Just for some reason, the Power Rangers and their movies have never clicked. Um, but the TV show is fantastic. Yeah, I love the movie. <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Oh yeah, I just, dude, I love the movie so much. I watched it last <laughs> summer of my own free will. <laughs> I'll still, I mean, I'll still watch it if it's on TV. I well, I hadn't seen hard, it in a long time. Yeah. Not that I feel like I need to defend myself. I'm fine with it. Uh, but I loved everything Power Rangers for a large portion, you know, for the first few seasons and everything that, that they did about it. Um, but also, I, this movie was still that much more important to me and my, my youth, so I'll take this. Is the Ninja Turtles better than Thor 2, The Dark World? um i'm gonna say no because i feel like all the avengers movies even like the ones who which aren't that great are still like a really solid b even at their worst and sometimes this movie dipped below that a bit for me so i'm saying no i can't wait till we do an mcu season Mm -hmm. that'll be about 30 (laughs) weeks worth of content (laughs) no that'll be like nine months worth of content yeah yeah uh so i would say i agree with you on all all accounts of that um just just better because of that uh it gets the mcu bump it's a better movie yeah i think you know it is a better movie but I think the Ninja Turtles is better just because, come on, it's the Turtles. <laughs> pizza, <I'll> pizza. Say, <laughs> this has, uh, uh, the Turtles in Time has more of a justifiable uh, parallel to Dark World, I think, than the mm. first one does. What are you thinking? Or maybe even Ooze does, arguably, because it's an ether. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking quality wise, like Thor, you know, the Ninja Turtles are, were like the MCU before the MCU and Thor two is kind of like the one I felt like I could cherry pick a little bit as like, not still good. I still like Thor two, but like not quite as good as the rest of the pack. Yeah. You swayed me. I'm going turtles. <laughs> pizza, pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Is this got me on another prompt, which is what's the bottom of the MCU other than the incredible Hulk. I would say um, yeah, I even like the Incredible Hulk <laughs> more than Thor two. Oh, yeah. um, I, I might say they're, they're Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier might be the best of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no, Winter Soldier. I could care less about that character. Wow. All right, other episodes. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesse, I just you actually, but it's like. On the MCU thing, I've just been on an MCU kick. I just watched Thor Ragnarok and Ant-Man in the, and Guardians of the Galaxy in the past 72 hours. Ah, stop right there. Wow. You've already, <laughs> you've already uh, made me now want to watch a whole bunch of other movies and just permeate my thought for a week. <laughs> uh, okay. Is this movie better than A Never-Ending Story? Hmm. Wow. Never seen it. Whoa. What were your parents doing? <laughs> uh, letting me watch the Power Rangers. As much as I, 
Uh, wow, I think we need to do a never-ending story episode at some point. Um, I don't think it holds up amazingly, though. I'm going to go with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of other really good animatronic movies from, like, back in the day. Yeah. never. I mean, never-ending story is so iconic. Yeah. Um, that dog is, um, you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. Falcon. Uh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out another one. Wow. I can't believe Ryan hasn't seen the other for any Is the Ninja Turtles better than the Mighty Ducks? I have to see the Mighty Ducks again. I'm going to say yes. For the same reason, it's better than Thor too. And it's because it's the turtles. Piece of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I think it's better than Mighty Ducks. Wow, I'd actually give it to the Mighty Ducks, but they're close. Uh, is it better than <clears throat> Transformers? <sighs> yes. Wow, that's really tough. Shia um, LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no. I like the characters of the Ninja Turtles more, but I really liked what they did with that first Transformers movie. Um, I don't disagree. Yeah. And Shia. (laughs) Quiet, quiet. Is it better than Ratatouille? (laughs) No, no, I think Ratatouille is better. I think Ratatouille is better. I'm shocked to say that because Ratatouille is like, it's just in the, 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 massive pile of Pixar movies. Like it doesn't even stand out amongst Pixar movies that much, mm. but it's still better. That's a good Pixar is. All right. Is that, that, that all we got on? Is it better for the day? Yep. Then I guess it's time for our ratings on the Ninja Turtles on a scale of one to 10. Wow. I have not even thought about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kick us off, Ryan? I would love to. Thank you. Um, you know I thought the movie (laughs) I thought the movie was overall pretty enjoyable but also just lacked a lot of substance I regret buying it oh you bought it? it. yeah I, I, (laughs) uh, I don't I shouldn't say that um all in all I would give it a 7.4. Mm. Right on, right on. Calabunga. <laughs> okay. He made a funny. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I'll I'll go next. While I was watching this movie, there there wasn't many parts that I didn't actually enjoy. Even though there was a ton of holes and like what is going on here? Like minute for minute, I was still basically enjoying it the whole time. Um, there were some parts where it didn't deliver where I wanted to deliver to deliver. Uh, and that kind of knocked it down a, a few notches with not getting the epic payoff that I wanted to get. So I am going because this is also this kicked off the turtle phenom. You know, this this was the beginning of it all for movies, maybe not in comics or any other way. But I am going. Okay. So I had an interesting experience watching this movie. I would say for most of it, 
I was like underwhelmed. I, you know, the turtles have such a special place in my heart. Me owning, still owning the VHS copy of the movie. Um, so as I was watching, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if this really holds up so well. But I just think more than any other movie, this movie is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. And even though it's not hitting at every moment, it is capturing the Ninja Turtles in a very compelling way and bringing life to them and just like making you be able to imagine them as these real things running around 90s crime infested New York City. Um, I can't in good conscience give this a low rating. The Ninja Turtles is an 8.1 for me. Wow. (laughs) See, Andrew... Uh, the entire time you're speaking, I'm thinking you are saying everything I thought about the movie, <laughs> but I gave it a lower grade. Yeah, in some ways, I think there's, you know, minute for minute, it's not super entertaining, but it just sort of captures your imagination. <laughs> I stopped, wa- I paused this movie in the middle of it for a week. <laughs> a long time. Very long time. I was that disengaged in that moment of the movie. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting movie, but it it really gets you at the end there with that. I made a funny line. (laughs) You're ready for the next one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So speaking of the next one, Ryan, it's your turn to select our next movie. We'll be watching. A lot of pressure on you right now. I can't understate that. <laughs> what, what, do, what, what are we going to be watching here? I kind of feel like I'm in the cockpit of the Apollo rocket, like ready to be blasted off as the first man into space. Like that's the kind of pressure I feel right now. <laughs> like like you're Achilles and we're on your boat with you and we're, we're going wherever you tell us to go right now. Dude, how'd you know I was picking Troy? No, that would, Troy would be an awesome pick. I oh my gosh. Movie. I do love that movie. I'll tell you, I'll pick that for Father's Day. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this would have uh, been a good Father's Day movie. Yeah. I w- I'm looking for a way to tie this in. Uh, uh, I was thinking this could be like a... I wanted to do a kind of Kung Fu arc and round it out for you guys. Um, But I'm not going to do that. We don't have to leave. We don't have to go far to leave, uh, to, to find this. We don't have to leave the store uh, to find the next product. You'll find the turtle action figures in one aisle of the toy store. And just a few aisles down in the board game section, you'll find our next movie. From 1985. Good year. Wow. I'm stumped. Uh, I believe starring one Tim Curry. 1985 mystery crime movie. Oh, I think I think I know where we're oh, going. Oh, I know where we're going. Ooh. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. All right. We got ourselves a good old-fashioned murder mystery wow. on our hands. A good, good old who done it. Good, good pick, pick, good pick. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I remember <laughs> nothing about this movie. Same. I don't think I've seen it since it was on a VHS tape. 
Awesome. I think I saw it within like a year ago. Oh, <laughs> damn. Do you know what Don't give away the killer. You know, or I, the location or the weapon. Yeah. I, I've seen Clue like at least 10 times in the past five years, I would say. Wow. Yeah. It's wild that this was like the one of the first board game movies. Yeah, it's true. Um, I love the Shoots and Ladders movie, though. <laughs> And shoots and ladders too. Electric Boogaloo. That was great. That'd be good. Um, all right. Well, we will see everybody next week to discuss Clue. And thank you all for getting down in the sewers with us to talk turtles today. If you want to listen to more episodes, check us out on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere podcasts are available. And I just want you to have a wonderful week and keep streaming, baby. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>